You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN's Daily Energy Blog, which is a fun and informative daily commentary on oil, gas, NGL, and renewable markets. Each morning, we cover commodity fundamentals and industry changes to keep you informed of developing trends across the energy landscape. Sunday, November 20th, 2022. Monaco. How Shell's new steam cracker is, and isn't, impacting Northeast NGL markets. Published by, Housley Carr. Shell's new multi-billion dollar steam cracker in Monaca, Pennsylvania, the first of its kind in the Marcellus Utica shale play, is finally up and running and breathing new life into a small town on the Ohio River. When it's running flat out, the cracker will churn out up to 9 million pounds of ethylene a day to supply three adjoining polyethylene units. Shell Polymers Monaca, as the petrochemicals complex is formerly known, is a world-scale giant consuming about 95,000 barrels per day of ethane. Which raises this question, how is the startup of the region's only large ethane consumer affecting the broader market? In today's RBN blog, we provide the answer. In energy industry circles, it's often said that you can't get anything permitted and built in the northeastern U.S. There are simply too many regulatory and legal hurdles to clear. There are certainly many tried but failed projects you could point to as evidence. Natural gas takeaway pipelines into New York, New England and New Jersey come to mind, and the long-planned Mountain Valley Pipeline into Virginia remains in limbo. But it's also true that many energy-related projects do advance to construction and operation. A prime example is the subject of today's blog, Shell's Ethylene and PE Complex northwest of Pittsburgh, which the company committed to building in 2016 and which recently came online, very close to Shell's original schedule, despite some COVID-related setbacks. As we said in our Ain't Wastin' Time No More and Only Time Will Shell blog six years ago, Shell received strong local support for its Shell Polymers Monaco project in Beaver County, as well as substantial financial incentives from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Under the Keystone State's Local Resource Manufacturing Tax Credit, which was enacted to bolster Shell's prospective cracker project, any company that develops an ethane-consuming ethylene plant valued at $1 billion or more and that creates at least 2,500 jobs during the construction phase would be eligible for a tax credit equal to $0.05 cents per gallon, or $2.10 per barrel, of ethane purchased and used to produce ethylene. For perspective, the current price of ethane at Mont Bellevue is $0.41 cents per gallon, the tax credit, which applies to ethane purchased between January 2017 and December 2042, can be used to reduce Shell's overall tax liability to the state by up to 20%. Assuming that the cracker remains operational through December 2042, 20 years and two months in total, and consumes an average of 85,000 barrels per day, close to full capacity, that is, the tax credit's value would total more than $1.3 billion, or $2.10 per B times 85,000 barrels per day times 365 days times 20.167 years. Separately, Shell reached payments in lieu of taxes agreements with the local government and school district. State tax incentives helped, of course, but the primary drivers behind Shell's decision to cite a steam cracker and PE units in western Pennsylvania were, and are, 1. The ready availability of large volumes of favorably priced ethane from the NGL's rich wet Marcellus Utica shale play and, 2. The complex site's location which by Shell's figuring is within a 700-mile radius of about 80% of U.S. and Canadian polyethylene customers. We blogged extensively about the rapid increases in Marcellus Utica natural gas and NGL production through the 2010s and early 2020s and, just as important, the build-out of an extraordinary network of gathering pipelines, gas processing plants, deethanization units, fractionators, new and repurposed gas pipelines, and NGL pipelines.
Part 1, Part 2 and Part 3 of our Keep on Growing series provide a good summary. Which brings us to the spanking new Shell Polymers Monaca facility. As we said in building the perfect beast, the pet cam complex consists of Number 1. A 3.3 billion pound per year steam cracker that at full capacity will consume about 95,000 barrels per day of Marcellus Utica sourced ethane to produce ethylene, propylene, and other pet chem byproducts. Typically ethylene accounts for about 78% of the output of an ethane-only cracker, with propylene accounting for 3% and a variety of other products, butadiene, benzene, fuel gas, hydrogen methane, etc. making up the rest. Number 2. 3 PE units capable of producing a total of up to 3.5 billion pounds per year. Number 3. A 250 megawatt, or MW cogeneration plant powered by the region's vast supply of natural gas. Number 4. Extensive facilities for loading PE pellets into barges, railcars and trucks. To feed the new steam cracker, Shell has entered into a number of 10 to 20 year ethane supply contracts with area producers. The ethane, the vast majority of it supplied from MPLX fractionators and diethanization plants, is transported to Monaca via Shell's new Falcon Pipeline, a 97-mile, 100,000 barrels per day system with two primary legs. One leg runs from MPLX's Houston, Pennsylvania, gas processing fractionation hub, which also receives ethane via an MPLX pipeline from four MPLX gas processing fractionation complexes located south of Houston. The other leg of the Falcon Pipeline runs from MPLX's Cadiz, Ohio, Gas Processing Fractionation Facility and Ohio Valley Midstream LLC's Harrison Hub in northern Harrison County, Ohio. Ohio Valley Midstream is a 65-35 joint venture of the Canadian Pension Plan Investment Board in Williams. Before we discuss the impact of this new, in-region consumer of ethane on the broader market, we need to explain, as we have in a number of blogs about the Marcellus Utica, that producers and midstreamers in western Pennsylvania, Northern West Virginia and Eastern Ohio face special challenges when it comes to dealing with the NGLs produced there. Unlike other major U.S. shale plays, there are no mixed NGL or Y-grade pipelines in place to transport Y-grade to the major NGL storage and fractionation centers in Mont Bellevue, Texas, and Conway, Kansas. That has had a number of effects. For one, the lack of mixed NGLs takeaway capacity created the opportunity and the necessity for midstream players to build a lot of deethanization and fractionation capacity within the Marcellus Utica. That, in turn, provided producers and marketers the option to sell barrels of NGL purity products, such as propane and normal butane, locally or to transport them to distant markets, primarily via new purity product pipelines but in some cases by rail. The lack of wide-grade takeaway capacity, and, often, the poor economics of producing, rather than rejecting, ethane, also has resulted in the rejection of most of the region's ethane into natural gas. RBN estimates that of the roughly 600,000 barrels per day of potential ethane production in the Marcellus Utica, about 50%, or 300,000 barrels per day, was being rejected into natural gas before the new shell cracker came online this fall. The rest was, and is, piped away on either Enterprise Products Partners Appalachia to Texas Express, or ATEX, ethane pipeline to Mont Bellevue whose capacity was recently expanded by 30,000 barrels per day energy transfers multi-product Mariner East Pipeline System to Marcus Hook, Pennsylvania, for export by ship, and energy transfers Mariner West and Kinder Morgan's Utopia Ethane Pipelines to Ontario. Now, with Shell Polymers Monaco up and running, the up to 95,000 barrels per day of ethane being supplied to the new cracker will be coming out of previously rejected volumes, as will the increased flows on the recently expanded ATEX pipeline. Going forward, Flows on the ethane pipelines to Ontario will also increase to serve Nova Chemicals' recently expanded steam cracker there, 
further reducing how much Marcellus Utica ethane is rejected. By 2024, we expect rejected volumes to decline to about 200,000 barrels per day. Put another way, the new shell cracker isn't really competing with existing ethane consumers in Canada, the Gulf Coast and overseas for a share of the ethane being produced in the region. Instead, Shell's ethane suppliers only need to reduce how much ethane they are rejecting into gas, thus increasing their ethane production by the same volume. We should note, finally, that Shell's new Pennsylvania steam cracker is but one of a number of developments on the U.S. ethane and ethylene fronts. On November 16, a 5149 joint venture of Chevron Phillips Chemical Company and Qatar Energy said it plans to build an $8.5 billion ethylene and P complex in Orange, Texas, that will come online in 2026. We'll look at that and other ethane and ethylene-related developments in an upcoming blog. Monica was written by Ray Davis and appears as the fifth song on side one of the Kinks' sixth studio album, The Kinks Are the Village Green Preservation Society. Ray Davis's lyrics on the song were inspired by Welsh poet Dylan Thomas's 1954 radio drama Under Milkwood. The tune also features congas with an Afro-Cuban rhythm, reflecting Davis's interest in calypso music. Personnel on the record were, Ray Davis, on lead vocals and guitar, Dave Davis. On guitar and backing vocals, Pete Quaife. On bass and backing vocals, Mick Avery. On drums, congas and percussion, Nicky Hopkins. On Fender Rhodes electric piano, and Raza Davis. On backing vocals. The Kinks of the Village Green Preservation Society was recorded between February 1967 and October 1968 at Pi Studio 2 in London, with Ray Davis producing. Released in November 1968 in the UK and February 1969 in the US, the album failed to reach the charts in the US. The Kinks' American label, Reprise, released a single of Starstruck off the LP in the US, but it failed too to chart. Sales of the album were estimated to be around 25,000. Despite of the commercial disappointment of the album, the Kinks are the Village Green Preservation Society is treasured by many rock critics, reviewers, and hardcore Kinks fans. Noel Gallagher, formerly of Oasis, and Graham Coxon and Damon Albarn of Blur have named the album as one of their favorites. The Kinks were an English rock band formed in London in 1963 by brothers Ray and Dave Davis, Pete Quaife, and Mick Avery. They have released 24 studio albums, 6 live albums, 32 compilation albums, 10 EPs and 78 singles, and have sold more than 50 million records worldwide. The Kinks are members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the UK Music Hall of Fame. In 2004, Ray Davis received a CBE from Queen Elizabeth II for services to music. In 2017, he was knighted for services to the arts. Twelve people passed through the band until the Kinks officially broke up in 1997 due to creative tensions between the Davis brothers. Original bassist Pete Quaife passed away in 2010. Brothers Ray and Dave Davis continue to record and tour as solo acts. Thanks for listening to the RBN Daily Energy Blogcast. For more information on energy market reports, maps, and consulting engagements, please visit us at rbnenergy.com. And thanks for rocking with us.